Hi folks, it is time for our content warning, and this week um, we do talk about ADHD, um, autism, and uh, being, you know, child-free by choice, so just keep that in mind going into the interview, which was pretty awesome. Our second warning is that uh, uh, we have pets, one of yes. whom is being an asshole right now. Yes, which leads us to the third warning very quickly. Yes, uh, which is that we swear, and uh, our guest swears this time too, so it was kind of fun. Um, as I was re-listening to it earlier today to get it all all straight. Hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 267. And man, is being an asshole. Yes. And so is at least one cloud service provider, at least in my opinion. But I can't actually talk about it. Just, I'm very frustrated. Like, I think I've reached the uh, level of I've been working in capacity for almost a year, and I hate all cloud service providers. Just who I hate the most varies month to month <laughs> based on who I had to interact with in a bad way last. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Fair. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, over the summer I was going to print the logo of one of them onto some uh, biodegradable seed paper, which I have a whole stack of, and um, the logo, and then I was going to, uh, uh, at the urging of one of my coworkers, use it as bedding for baby chickens <laughs> and let them do what they do all over it when something is their bedding. And then, you know, take a picture and send it to the appropriate people at work. And, uh, and then I couldn't get it to, I couldn't get the printer to load the paper. So I have some really gorgeous paper, biodegradable paper embedded with seeds. Nice. So I'll probably do something with them next spring, with it next spring. Um, I, I will have to check and see what the seeds are because, you know, oh, I know. all seeds are created equal. This is true. Maybe maybe I should put it in a pot instead of just on the ground. Would that be more acceptable? Uh, probably, but uh, yeah. you know, it'll it'll depend on what it is. It'll depend. Okay. So yeah, that's that's that. Um, otherwise, you know, my long term project, I got a lot of stuff done Monday and Tuesday, and then today and tomorrow, I'm on this other. Oh God! Oh God! It needs to be done right now! Right now! Like, literally, it needs to be done by, like, Saturday. And so, yeah, that's 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 how my week is going. It's productive. That's good. It's just the whole, oh, by the by, if you want X in time for November, you have to request it now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little... And by now, we mean in the next three days. So, yeah, hmm vexing and frustrating and still love my job love my company i mean i i i just hate cloud service providers so this, this isn't going to get you in trouble if it goes out that you, you are not a you know i'm not naming names i'm not naming specifics that's all it i'm i'm safe okay. so <laughs> um how, how has yours been going i mean the rest of it you know the rest of the week's been pretty good you know, you got your dental thing done, um, had, what, you had a normal day Friday and the last two days? Uh, 
I yes, mean, I have. Yeah. I have had normal days. Uh, pretty much, uh, I got a little writing done on Monday before having to go off to my dental thing, and then I have had uh, normal days yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday, which is lovely. Yeah, and I I will not quite have a normal day tomorrow because. Ironically, after all that dental work, one of my damn crowns popped off. Yes. But uh these these this is this is just how it goes, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And uh uh But yes, I I get some normal normal days in there. Normal days, yeah. And I have um I have a 3-day weekend. Excellent. So, and I'm going to spend at least one of those days getting, uh, at least part of it, getting tattooed, which will always helps with my stress levels. Like, it's hard to focus on stressful things when your skin is being hammered. Uh, almost fig literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And and I love Christy, even if, and her nickname is Hammerhand. She is not, she will not baby you or be gentle, and that's fine by me. Um, but, she's always very nice to me. Yeah, she's always very nice. There's, there's nice, but she's, she's not, she, she isn't going to be like, is that too much when laying in with a needle? She's just like, that's how it is, deal. And I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> she's nicer to me than she is to you on the needle front. Well, yeah. But, but on um, the other hand, I have not been going there, you know. <laughs> God knows how many years. It's been so. almost twenty years at this point since since yeah. my first appointment. So yeah, we're we're we have hit a rapport. Um, Speaking of which, we we actually had a a anniversary Monday. We did. Yes, it has been uh, uh, fourteen years since we moved in together. It has. Yeah, hi Hound. No, it hasn't been fourteen yeah. years since we moved in together, sweetie. You're, 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 she, she is. Yeah, Hound. You're, you're much newer to the equation. I, I'm trying to sign things, Hound, and your, your head in my elbow does not, not mm -mm. facilitate that. But Hound needs love. Yes. And maybe Hound will, Hound can convince you that she's never been fed, and you will forget that I told you I fed her like thirty minutes ago. Yes, so. I know. Hound is is. Oh, I'm sorry. Forty five. Hound suffers, I know. So much. Yeah. Yes. Uh But yeah, so we've we've been to we've been living together for me. fourteen years. Hound, we'll excuse me, Hound. Have been together for fifteen in January. And it doesn't feel like that long, no. which is good. It's been fun. Yeah. Excited. Uh um, but I mean I'm not I, I'm excited, but I'm not like Woo, let's go out and do something special excited. I'm just like, I actually, I may be excited to just be like, you know what? Let's just spend the night at home. Yeah, yeah. Hound, yeah. sweetie. Um, I, I, hound. <laughs> yes, well, tell you what, Hound. On our anniversary, we will spend the night with Hound. We spend every night with Hound. Well, yes, I know, but Hound doesn't, you know. She'll forget in like 10 minutes anyway. Yes, Hound. If, I... if that long a time. Um Sweetie, I, I love you, but you're being very passive-aggressive yeah. right now. So uh, for, for our friends in the mid-Atlantic of the U.S., here is your actual reminder that we are going to be at Capclave uh, in Maryland at the end of September. Yes. 
And so, yeah, we're, we're rolling up on all of the, all of the fall events. Uh, we will be at Capclave. You will be at, uh, what is it, the Bookmarks Festival? Yes, Bookmarks Festival. I may go along. Which um, is uh, not this coming weekend, but next weekend, I think. Yes, yeah, um, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And then um, we will both, I will be at um, uh, All Things Open the weekend before that. Uh, we will both be at Be Whiskered in yes. Raleigh. Which doesn't feel like it's a trip because it's just like down I, the road. Yeah. yeah, we're not even getting a hotel room. It's just like, yep, no, we're gonna well, drive. No, home we have time. a hotel room. Oh, do we? Yeah, they, no, they comp us a hotel room. They're like, it, you, in case you want to use it, here's your hotel room. So basically, we have a place to retreat to. Yes. During the, I like that. We'll get you a nap in the middle of things if you need it. Indeed. Um. And uh, yeah. Uh, and then we will have. Uh, yeah. After. Uh, World Fantasy Con. World Fantasy Con after all things open. Yes. And um, then... I'll be at all things open, or so will not, but we'll both be at World Fantasy Con. And then uh, that's it for the year for me. Well, that's it for you, and then I will be at WindyCon for the door sideboard meeting in Chicago. I'm exhausted thinking about it, but I'm also excited to be, because I've got a couple other events that aren't, like, public access coming up, so I'm... I'm uh, I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, but also, I just look at my calendar, I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm going to just... Like, it'll be Thanksgiving, and I'll be dead. Indeed. And, uh, yeah. And I actually asked for a little more time on um, the novella that is due next, because I was just having one of those weeks where... Oh, yeah. It was like two weeks, where mm -hmm. it was like either I was having major dentistry, or... Somebody needed me to drive them to surgery, right. or yeah. you know, something was breaking. Like, and I had to devote a whole bunch of energy to fixing it, and I was just not getting anything done. And then I looked at my schedule, you know, ahead, and was like, "Why don't I just ask now?" Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so yeah, it was, mm -hmm. and it was not a problem, and uh, so. I should have no problem mm -hmm. finishing it, and yep. uh, yeah, yeah. Thinking of no problems finishing things, uh, I finished an interview um, way back in June with Stacy, uh, with Stacy H, and Stacy is in New Zealand. Um, you will remember this one as the interview we were doing when the cats attempted to when one of the cats jumped up on the. Uh, the dog food and knocked over the dog food container. Oh, yes. And I had to pause everything uh, to to go clean that up. And and I talk about that actually as part of the interview. Um, but it was amazing to talk to Stacy. It was absolutely fantastic. And I am so excited to be able to share it with everybody right after this. Hi folks, 
I am here today with Stacy, who has graciously uh, agreed to uh, be interviewed for the show. And Stacy's coming all the way from the South Island of New Zealand, and I'm incredibly jealous because it is one of the places I have always wanted to visit and haven't been able to yet. Um, so, Stacy, um, can you introduce yourself significantly better than I just did and tell us a little bit about what it is you do? Hi, everyone. Uh, this is my accent, so uh, yeah, you'll have to get used to that. And uh, yes, I am Stacy. I live in the South Island of New Zealand. Uh, in my spare time, I'm a landscape photographer, so I will send you uh, the link, Kevin, so you can check out some of the gorgeous landscapes. Ooh. And uh, what I do for a job uh, is I work in the IT industry. I sell IT hardware to uh, governments, uh, enterprise customers, and uh, small and medium businesses. And you'll just have to apologise because my cats have just got into a paper bag, which probably isn't helping the background noise. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's very minor compared to when, say, the dog decides that the Amazon delivery guy who is here every other day is going to kill us, um, despite having never done it before in the past. Um, all right. Hardware to government enterprises and small and medium businesses. Wow. Be that's cool. Bearing in mind um, that um, our level of enterprise is nowhere near the US level of enterprise. So uh, my biggest customer has about 4,000 seats, um, which probably classes as a small business in the US. But yeah. Medium. <laughs> Medium. Um, but still, there are features, there are things that you can't do without enterprise level support with that many seats that, you know, so it's really kind of required at that mm. point. Um, which I know well, having been in the, on the software side of it for let's not, let's not do the math. Let's, let's really just not do the math. <laughs> um, it's, but yeah. So a big part of my job is um, being a geek and uh, knowing uh, a lot of things about a lot of things um, and uh, building relationships with uh, vendors and with customers and being really organized so that I can get shit done. Yeah. So Along those lines, how do you keep yourself organized? Well, it's been a bit of a process, actually. Um, I've been doing this particular mm -hmm. job and its variation for about, or um, uh, well, variations thereof for about 20 years. And I was lucky enough to be sent on a sort of sales training course in my first job of this kind. Um, it was a David Foreman one, and it had this uh, square in there about organising the priority of things, which was um, high importance, low urgency, 
high importance, high agency, low importance, low agency, so on and so forth. And I took that as the basis for my um, way to structure my approach to tasks because one of the big issues with my job is that um, I can't get things done immediately. I have to uh, get a request from a customer. I have to follow up with them to make sure that I've clarified exactly what it is that they want. I then have to go to one or more vendors and ask for pricing. I then have to wait for them to get around to coming back to me with the pricing. I then have to remember to check that that has happened. And then that I have to then do the pricing for the customer and send it to the customer. So there's a lot of steps in there. Yeah, yeah, very structured, very structured. Fortunately, Um, it is. And uh, what I did was I adapted that uh, square of of options uh, to suit my particular uh, requirements. And... Uh, I use my uh, email inbox and the categories as my organization tool. So you have all of the um, the colors that you have in there. And then I've, uh, I have about 12. And those categories, I can visually look at my inbox and know that I have done something with a particular email because it tells me what I've done. So Um, I use blue to say that I'm waiting for a response from a vendor, green to say that I'm I'm waiting for a response from a customer, Uh, yellow is a non-urgent follow-up but something I need to get around to at some point, so on and so forth. And so if I haven't got a colour on it, then I know that it's something that I'm yet to touch uh, and uh, that pretty much works and then the other thing that I do is I'm a pen and paper person so I write uh, all of my uh, I have a a daily workbook and I write everything that I need to do down and it's also really useful when you're on a conversation with a customer or a vendor you've got to make notes and um, all of those kind of things Uh, so yeah I I have a um, a pen and paper system and it's quite good because that way I can go back and check things if I've written them down and uh, the combination of those basically keeps me on track but it, it was a process to evolve it oh I'm sure I'm sure um, so you mentioned category colors uh, the only client I know of that does that out of the box you're using Outlook, yes. aren't you Yes. Okay. Um, are using? Is it purely the desktop client? Have they made you go to the online version yet? Or uh, we're using um, Office three six five. So uh, I have a work okay. laptop, and uh, it's uh, got a company issued build on it. So I have no control over. Yeah. It is. I believe it's a desktop client. It's not not fully online, uh, but I can access the online mm-hmm. version. Um, this is my personal laptop, and so if I'm homesick or whatever, I can um, log in to check emails and everything yeah. through that as well, which is actually quite useful. Yeah. No. I. I um, as someone who has been working from home for the last over a decade now, um, 
I have the, the work laptop lives on the other half of my desk so that I can actually have like some mental separation, but having that, you know, that separation of work and home, even though I can do work on my personal machines, I try not to because my work machine's right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very um, much a uh, I do yeah. um, Outlook work stuff on the my new work. Outlook is really nice too. Oh, um, sorry, sorry. Uh, I do work stuff on my work laptop, yeah. and unless I happen to be homesick or something like that, I never do any work stuff on my personal one. Mm-hmm. I don't even have Teams yeah. installed. Oh, Teams. <laughs> I had to track down um, all of the nasty little um, uh, software bits of it and and burn it with fire to get rid of it. Oh yeah, no, it is it is it is something else. Um, one of our vendors is uh, Azure, and they almost always insist on setting up a Teams meeting, even though like our standard, we have Zoom and Slack, but it's got to be Teams if we're talking to Microsoft. It's got to be Teams. So <laughs> I am familiar with yeah. it. Um, uh, cool. Um, so what does you, what's, I, I want to dig in now to the pen and paper because I do love pen and paper. Um, do you have like a preferred pen or fancy pens or you just whatever's on hand uh, kind of person? <laughs> and do you have like a specific kind of notebook you like? Well, um, the, uh, I've actually got an example right here. Hang on. Oh, okay. This is my work issued that notebook. Is... And it's a new one. So it is page one. And you can see uh, yeah, uh, pen and pencil. Yeah, no, all the notes, yeah. yeah. And yeah, an indecipherable scribble. Uh, I use a lot of pencil. Um, I just like the um, I just like the experience, I guess, and I can rub things out if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I do have some favorite pens. Um, they're mostly work one, the vendor ones that I've collected along the way. Um, but yet, oh, the shape yeah. of them is nice. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Oh yeah, it's it's one of the the nice ones with the nice yeah. grip, and then of course it's got a vendor it name does. on it because they all do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I. Uh, I, I, I have, collect. Oh, look, here's another yeah. one. Same vendor, in fact. <laughs> and that is a. Yeah, I, I was trying to read the brand. Oh, name okay. On it. It's a, because. Sorry, Sunny. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoop. <laughs> I I can't I so I know who the vendor is now. I just don't know who made the pen, which was the important. Oh, question, okay. But that, that's okay. It's probably one of. That I can't tell you, but I can tell yeah. you that they're ubiquitous in New Zealand. So um, you get a lot of these, and they're okay. just really nice. Yeah, the the big ones around here are um, these these little these weird oh, shaped yeah, I've ones. Got some of those. They're, they're soft. They're tiny. Yeah, and it's got the it's got the nice little nib on, or not nib, but you know the the bubble on the back for um, tablets uh, for using on most 
tablets. Yeah, this is actually one I got from a one of the people who make it. So it says Dark Canvas Media, which is my like one of my domains. Um, but like, here's one. Here's one from my high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there are, and I I keep all of those vendor pens that just because if someone's going to come in and grab a pen and use it, <clears throat> Ursula. Uh, Shepherd, um, it may not come back. Therefore, I want to have the the pens that I don't mind if they disappear. Handy. Yes, I used to have a manager who was terrible about yeah. riffling through your drawers and helping herself to any pen because she was so disorganised. She never had one on her. So uh, I uh, I then developed the habit of hoarding all of the pens. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then, but then I have like the the. I, it is a guar tiki mug, and that's where I keep my pens, <laughs> the ones for no one else to touch. And the fact that it's you know got an eyeball with wings and a skull and crossbones on it probably helps. Excellent. <laughs> guar. Let me let me make a note to link to that. And and that notebook size that's an A four. Uh. Um. Yeah, roughly. It might be slightly bigger than that. It might yeah. be a. Um, it might be. Oh, a B. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, and it's recycled. I like yes, that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it does, in fact, say that it's recycled. Uh, this is the mm -hmm. spiral bound um, version, and then the other option is. Yeah. Made by the. Um, a, a different company um, is this one, uh, okay. which um, I'm currently learning Power BI, and so all of my notes go okay. in here. Again, another work. Yeah. Okay. Another so... work issued book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's cool that it's um, that they are they're they are able to issue that. I know in some companies I've, I've been at in the past, it was like pulling teeth to get something that wasn't just a legal sized pad with tear off pages, because that's the least expensive thing they could purchase. And yeah. Well, on. no, we have a whole right. stationary cabinet, so, so it's filled with um, highlighters and pens and pencils and pencil sharpeners and books. And, and so you just go and help yourself. I mean, side effect, since we're a this company is distributed, um, I, I much more wait until like uh, the local trade show if we've got a booth and I'm working the booth and then I sort of grab all the swag <laughs> I can. So, <laughs> um, cool. Um, all right. Well, then now we've, we've talked about um, the tools. We've talked about some of the processes. Um, by the way, that grid, uh, at least uh, in American productivity, is called an Eisenhower matrix because it was uh, famously used by General um, uh, and President uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower right. in decision-making. And so uh, I, the technical term is an Eisenhower oh, matrix. Well, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that actually is a system and a habit, right? writing things down as a habit. Do you have any other systems and habits that you use um, regularly to help keep you productive? Um, 
Well, one of the um, uh, one of the interesting things about me is that, um, as you might have seen from the t-shirt, uh, is that I'm a late mm-hmm. diagnosed <laughs> autistic woman, and that okay. uh, I've been that happened about two and a half years ago, and I've been on a bit of a journey of self discovery. And one of the things that I have learned about myself is that I uh, have some ADHD. Uh, uh, elements. I'm not going to say issues because I don't think it's uh, well. I know about it, so I can manage it, and I don't need medication. So yep. um, I'm grateful mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but um, mostly, uh, executive dysfunction is my biggest problem. Um, to give you an example, um, my toilet seat broke, like clean off. Okay, and. I- uh, it was still sitting there, but it wasn't attached to anything. And uh, fortunately, there are no men in the house, so it wasn't um, a problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for the occasional night where I uh, wouldn't sit down quite gently enough and it would slide off out underneath me, which was always entertaining at three o'clock in the morning. But anyway, too much information there. Uh, I bought myself a new toilet yeah. seat and it sat in my bathroom mm-hmm. for about six months before I finally got around to replacing it. Yep. And that is, uh, that is something that I, I do struggle with that. And uh, mm-hmm. so it has an impact on things like uh, housework and sometimes mm-hmm. uh, tasks around the house. And if you saw the state of my garden, it's about waist high in weeds because my gardener hasn't been to visit for a while. And uh, it, it's been a really interesting uh, experience to sort of figure this stuff out for myself. And uh, I follow a YouTube uh, lady, um, uh, her channel is How to ADHD. And that is just an awesome channel. And she has this really, really good video about life hacks she does around the home. And I've adapted mm-hmm. quite a few of those um, for myself. Um, so my house is really small. It's um, 80 square meters and it has absolutely nothing in the way of storage. Um, I've put some in. Um, but it's really easy for it to get messy and have clutter and then it's because it's got clutter and it's just like I have to clean it up and I don't and then there's more and you know the typical thing uh and and her her tip was um have places to put things so now I have a bin next to the sofa um where I can just put rubbish without even having to lift my ass off the sofa and uh, one of the other uh, problems <laughs> I have is uh, places to put clothes because I have work clothes and I have personal clothes and I don't have enough right. um, uh, drawer space to put it all in. So I had this enormous pile of clothes on top of my dresser and now I have three large plastic tubs uh, and all of my mm-hmm. uh, work clothes are all folded up. Um, in the top of them, and I have okay. uh, a um, a place for my socks, and it just means that when I um, 
take the washing into the bedroom, I can just really easily unpack it because I've got a place to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also helps with yep. the um, object impermanence um, issue, which I do um, uh, I do suffer from as well. And uh, that uh, means that I can see all of the clothes that I have. So it means that, um, you know, I don't forget to wear things or forget that I have something. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Doesn't help with vacuuming the floor, mm. which needs to be done, I have to say. Uh, no, that's fair. That's fair. I, in order to have a place to put things, because I, in my office, I had piles. I can see that. I had piles and they were piles of, yeah, well, no, this is, this is actually relatively neat because if I don't keep this surface clean, Sergey will come through and toss things off. Um, but so these are actually, they, they're actually well organized. You know, I know what the books are. These are pens. Um, but the, the, and you know, the bookshelf over here, but at the top of the bookshelf, I'm going to move the camera. I now have, if you can see, there mm -hmm. are little bins up there and every last one of them I labeled. So now when I need something and that I don't have to wander through the office going, okay, where did I put it? Where did I put it? Where did I put it? Oh, here's the bin that says, um, like, I have a mini projector that I take to conventions. It's right there in a bin on the shelf. I can just grab it and put it in my bag to go. Um, I have one for nothing but dice and dice trays because we play D&D online, so I don't have much of an excuse to use dice. But when I do, like, if we're going somewhere and there's going to be a game, I can just grab the bin of dice. Um, it also means there's more space to store the dice in the bin than in a bag. But, you know... Happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> More dice. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I do yeah. something similar. But having with my crafting. Oh no. Yeah. I use shoe boxes. Okay. Ooh. Because shoe boxes are free if you go to a. A shoe shop and say, um, "Can I have all of your um, empty boxes?" And if you ask nicely, they'll put them in a big box and take them away, and then uh, you have all of the free shoe boxes. Oh, see, I these are actually about shoe box size, but I like them to be clear so that I can also see what's in them. Um, but crafting supplies, it's labeled okay, yarn. I don't know, cross-stitch. I don't know what your crafts are, so. <laughs> oh, I do do cross-stitch, but um, I do a lot of uh, mixed-media stuff. So um, it's basically Ooh. gluing shit on things and then painting it. You know, I have several pieces like that from various artists. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That is a bottle and it is covered in gears and something it's, else. And then, oh, that is. Hang on. Oh, just. Oh, wow. Can you see it with the sun or should I yeah. pull the curtain? No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. It's fine. So it's been. Um, for the people at home, you're missing out. This is spectacular. Yeah. It's been. Um, <laughs> and it's sparkly. In, um, fabric a thin cotton fabric that's been dipped in plaster of Paris, which gives all of the texture. And then mm -hmm. I've got gears and buttons and 
molds and then it's been um, painted and then uh, uh, metallic wax over the top to finish it. And then yeah. Oh, that one, that one. Let's see, that's that's square. So was that an olive oil bottle? It's or a whiskey, whiskey bottle. bottle. <laughs> Jim Beam. Oh, and this beautiful. is actually yeah, bridal okay. lace, which has been cut to fit, and then I've um, mm -hmm. used acrylic paints to um, uh, paint, uh, graduate the color up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You post these online, right? You post photos of these online. That's a better um, option. I put some of them on. Twitter. Oh, the the detail is just yeah. Okay, yeah, because I I I wish this is one of those moments where I wish everybody who's listening right now could see this because those are fantastic. Thank you. I love them; they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Cool. So keep things because object in because object permanence is for other people, as one of my prior guests says. Um, <laughs> put things put things in a place where they belong. Make sure you can you know you can see them. Um, uh, you know, okay, fine. We all sort of, uh, you know, that, that hint of executive dysfunction that is so common with, uh, with ADHD and, and, uh, people on the, um, who are at various levels of autistic, um, is anything else, um, uh, you know, any other systems that help out? I know Ursula had built a whole bunch of sort of, um, of mechanisms for both uh, coping and masking uh, before she got her diagnosis, and then everything made sense. Um, uh, no, I, I've never masked. Um, what you see is what you get, mm -hmm. and a little bit of Stacy goes a very long way. <laughs> uh, so um, I've had to uh, learn to soften those edges for the whole um uh, betterment of the mm -hmm. social communication. Um, but to give you uh, an idea, uh, I was in my mid-30s before I realised that uh, neurotypicals actually need conversational foreplay. As, in, as yeah. in, if you, if I ring up a customer and go, hi, it's Stacey from blah, 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 and uh, uh, I'm uh, calling about the laptops and blah, 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 blah. And they're kind of like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. Stop, stop, stop. And so I I, I actually had a moment when I was in my mid-30s where I was like, oh, they need to be eased into the concept of a conversation. <laughs> and 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 that was, that was quite a deal breaker for me because uh, I – Autistic people hate small talk. We hate talking for the for the sake of talking. Yeah. And we want to get right to the point and give you all of the information. Um, and and that helped my uh, uh, ability to communicate my message a lot better by understanding that that was what was um, that was what was needed. Um, but it's interesting because I'm very direct, I'm very brutal. Everyone who knows me will um, will tell you that. But my customers love it because they know that they're not getting sales bullshit. What you see is what you get. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, 
a lot of the, um, I mean, most of my issues are um, uh, sort of social and communication <clears throat> and being understood and um, uh, the whole neurotypical thing where it's all about body language and it's all perception and, and uh, they misread you um, because they're not used to getting exactly what it is that they're getting and all, all these kind of things. So. I, yeah, I have yeah. lots of complaints from managers because I'm not different enough for them. Uh, so mm. that's always um, that's always fun. Uh, but most most of the um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I've had to learn to uh, uh, to understand the neurotypical way of communicating and then incorporate that into the way that I communicate but I wouldn't consider it masking it's just sort of like rubbing the rubbing the right. rough edges off um, my particular um, style and personality so but everything else I've just sort of adapted it I, I understood that I needed some structure and I evolved mm -hmm. system. I happened to come across the Eisenhower matrix at a time when I needed it. And I've just sort of evolved from there, but I've always been a pen and person person. So when in doubt, write it down because yeah. it helped. The main reason I do that is it gets it out of my brain. So it frees up my brain from having to remember um, things. Uh, and it's the object permanence. Cause if I see it in front of me, then I know that it needs to be done. And and it's so easy, yeah. That that is that is so important because it's so easy to be like, I need to do X, and you haven't written it down, you haven't put it into a reminder or something like that, and so you forget about it until you're at that moment again where it's like, oh yeah, I really need to mm. do X. Um, you know, like this morning, I actually remembered. Um, just after I had finished brushing my teeth, I have one a smart toothbrush, so I was just like, oh right. I need to do this thing. So I pulled up the, uh, you know, the voice assistants on my phone and I was like, remind me to do X tomorrow so that I wouldn't forget. Right. Otherwise I would just be in the bathroom tomorrow evening going, Oh, right. I should have done this thing today. Um, yeah. Get it out of your head and somewhere where it will be. I write things on the right? back of my hand a lot. Mm. If there's something that I absolutely yeah, because it's yeah, right if there. There's something yeah. that I absolutely need to do that day, but it's like uh, on the way home from work or at at some point. So um, yeah, I just write myself a little code on the back of my um, hand, and it works quite well. Cool. So. All right, so we know your systems, we know your habits, we know your tools. What does a typical day look like, and how do you decide what to do first? Uh, I'm assuming you're meaning a work day, so we'll go with that. And Either or. A, and um, a, a typical work day is I live in my email, so I, uh, I will go through my email I will go through my workbook. I will go through what I have. So I'll I'll already have something to do. 
Uh, plus, I will mm-hmm. get new um, emails. So it's a matter of prioritizing what I need uh, to do. But my day is basically fluid because I have to respond as uh, things come in. And I, I'm okay, also yeah. responsible at the moment for um, training one new staff member and mentoring another one. So uh, one of the major issues that I have at the moment is code switching, um, uh, which is really tiring when you have to do a lot of it um, uh, frequently. <clears throat> and there are some times where I just have to say to people, look, I need two hours just to get some shit done. Just please, you know, only bother me if it's a dire emergency. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and the other thing that um, gets me through the day Mm-hmm. Is these? Oh, oh, yep. yep so yep, yep. noise cancelling headphones. headphones and my iPod with my um, favourite playlist uh, up loud, and um, Stacey is in her happy place, and that's when she gets shit done. Uh, which noise cancelling headphones uh, these are these? Particular ones are the Sennheiser Epos uh, AD six sixties. Oh. And they are fabulous. Yeah, I have I have my my AirPod Maxes, and they are, are game changing. Right when I can just sit here, and yeah, the the dog does the dog things, the chickens do the chicken things, the cats are out and about. Maybe you know Ursula's working in the kitchen, or Shepherd has come through to you know refill water or whatever. Doesn't matter. I have my headphones on, I have my media of choice on, I have noise cancelling on, and I am just in the zone. In the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I work in an office. Yeah. Um, well, the actual building holds about 500 people, um, and it's all entirely open plan. And when I say that, I mean literally open plan, as in in the middle of the floor, oh. they have a big hole in it called the void. Uh, but in the section that... Um, that I work in, um, there's probably about, um, it would be a maximum of about 40 to 50 people. Uh, but on a busy day, we generally maybe have about 20 to 30-ish. Uh, but we all sort of sit in more or less the same spot. So, yeah, it can get. And uh, one of the uh, fun things about my autism is that I can hear absolutely every conversation at once. hmm Oh. So, uh, so yeah, these um, save my sanity and stop me from going postal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's as someone who uh, did um, sales engineering for a while, right? In an environment like that, when you have to be on a call and everyone's on a call, the noise just in general is um, maddening. <laughs> Like it's you. You feel like you have to shout at the customer all the time to be heard, and that's not that's not good. No, for they, these these are really 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 good, and um, I do generally mm-hmm. tend to get a wee bit loud if I get enthusiastic about um, a subject. Uh, so I have a system with the guy who sits from the desk from me. If that if I'm getting a bit loud, he puts his hand up to let me know. Um. So. Uh, Nice. Um, like if he's on a call 
and everyone we've all got headsets because we all pretty much live on teams mm-hmm. um so uh um but yeah i i i actually went and asked for these um about oh, six or seven yeah. years ago i just said look i can't and concentrate and and he and in this particular environment and so work provided them for me which is great because they're about 600 bucks Oh yeah, no, no. A good pair of of noise canceling headphones are not no. inexpensive, but you know, um, at least here there are laws that like your employer has to make reasonable accommodations for this sort of thing. Um, I believe they're even better in New Zealand than they are here. So uh, I haven't I haven't tested them, but um, I've worked with this particular company mm-hmm. for. Um, uh, actually, fifteen years as of today. Oh wow! Congratulations. Uh, yeah. And um, and they're pretty they're pretty good with that kind of thing. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it works. But yeah, lots and lots yeah. of people uh, have got uh, um, uh, have have got big noise uh, cancelling headsets, and they just um, they just sit there and listen to their music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's the only way to focus yeah. um, on on what it is you're, you're doing. Sometimes um, you just have to rock out to the who. Uh, which, um, the British band or the Mongolian? The Mongolian throat singing band. Yes. I haven't heard. Um, oh, that's right. You're the, you I commented oh, on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Because you were yeah. saying on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were in for such a treat. You're in for such a treat when they I don't know there. if they're coming to New Zealand. Abs. But if they do, I'll do my best to go and see them live. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was, it's, it's amazing. Um, okay. Um, so then. I mean, I rock out to both the the Who, the British band, and the Who, the Mongolian band. So it works either <laughs> way for me. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, what about when you get home? Do you, do you have like do you have a morning routine that's really important? Do you have um, an evening routine, a wind down routine? Because I'll, I'll be honest, that's something I've been learning much more to do myself. Is that it's nighttime here are things I need to do to start settling my mind so that I actually will sleep? Uh, well, I'm not a morning person, so my morning routine is basically get my ass out of bed, into the shower, dressed, feed the cats, and out the door. Takes me about half an hour. Okay, so similar to what mine was when I had hmm. a commute, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> When I get home uh, from work, I, uh, at the moment, um, because it's cold, light the fire and Mm -hmm. um, snuggle on the sofa under a blanket for about an hour and just wind (laughs) down that way, Uh, make dinner and then just, you know, faff about doing the things that need to be done. And yeah. Uh, yeah, sitting down and doing some Power BI training when I've got the um, spoons for it, and um, yeah, just just yeah. peopling or adulting. Mm. Yes, um, 
Although you have a job that requires you to people a lot. It does. So. Uh, and I'm yeah. an ambivert, um, so I can people, but I need. Okay. Uh, I need a lot of uh, alone, quiet time to recover from that. And fortunately, it's just me and the cats mm-hmm. in the house. So, um, so I get that. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I know if I have a day where it's just meeting, 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 people, 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 I'm just like, I don't want to deal, I don't have the spell slots left to deal with anything right now, let's just watch some mindless TV and I'll poke it. Um, lately I've been poking at Obsidian, uh, uh, personal knowledge management tool on my laptop, so... Um, I'll add a link for those of you, if I haven't, like been espousing my my joys with obsidian um on the show by now yes folks i will uh um i will put in links um cool are you ready for the fun question okay um at least i think they're fun you can you feel free to disagree and tell me I'm full of shit. It's fine. Um, so the first one is, what is the best advice you have been given, and or in addition to um, the best advice you would give somebody else? Uh, I'm guessing this is in the context of productivity. It could be in the context of whatever. Okay. Um, the best advice that I've ever been given. Hmm, interesting question. Um, be who you are, I think, is um, probably, that's probably what I would go mm-hmm. with. Uh, and I would yeah. pass that on. Um, yeah, don't let mm-hmm. social media and social pressures and expectations dictate uh, your choices in life. Be who you are. And I know that's a really, really hard thing for a lot of people to do. But, yeah, you can't can't be comfortable in yourself unless you are who you really are. The most miserable time in my life um, was... A, a period where I was trying to be someone I was not for someone who did not need me to be me, but needed me to be someone else, as it were. Um, and yeah, no, it was it was terrible. And when I was suddenly when it when it dawned on me, I don't have to be that person. I can be myself, who I envision myself to be who I think I am, not just whatever. It was incredibly freeing. Right. Um, but Hey, uh, if I got two wonderful now young men, children out of that relationship and <laughs> we're both much happier now. Yeah. It, it's, it's great that, um, yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. great that you got to have that, uh, that insight. Cause I see, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, especially neurodivergent people who really struggle with um, society's um, expectations, and I'm also a child-free woman by choice, 
and mm-hmm. um, I never wanted kids. I never had kids. And all some of the conversations I've had um, around that have oh, been yeah. really interesting. Around and mostly older women, but uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they, I think they were uh, a little bit upset around the fact that I had the freedom of choice that they didn't feel that they did when they were the same age as I was. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's really. Really yeah. hard sometimes to actually stand up and say, no, this is who I am and you can like it or you can walk away and, yeah, involves things like boundaries and hard discussions. Mm-hmm. And- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. The... I'm. I'm just gonna. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. It's the the sad question. Although it depends on who you're talking to. I was talking to uh, Mary Robinette last night, and she was like, "This is not a sad question. I love. I this love question. her books, by the um, way." Yes. Yes. No. I've I've known Mary Robinette. Um, we went to high school together. I've known Mary Robinette oh, wow. for ages. Um, yeah. So. Uh, the the books are just like adding to the the wonderfulness of of knowing her for so long. Um, Anyway, I digress. Um, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Uh, I actually wrote some stuff down about that. Um, okay. So if I have a project, uh, say something like an RFP or a very big response, everything like that, uh, I go into mm-hmm. that knowing that I will do the very best that I can do for that particular situation. And right. Uh, and that the outcome is not in my control. And that that is the way that it is. And if, if all you can do is your best, and then, uh, you know, however the chips fall with that particular one, I know that I did that. Uh, you know, not not winning those kind of deals is uh, it's always uh, you know upsetting um, for uh, you know a whole heap of financial reasons for the company, but also the um, you know the relationship that you have with a customer and those kind of things. But often it's a decision that's made by bean counters who have nothing to do with the reality of the um, of the situation. So. Uh, it is what it is, and uh, I made my peace with that quite a long time ago. Um, goals, uh, I don't sort of do a lot of project-orientated stuff, so um, it's more about keeping my customers happy, uh, and there have been times when I've had to have some hard conversations with them, like if I've made a mistake or uh, something didn't go quite to plan, and uh, in those kind of situations, uh, I'm just you know I'm just honest with them, and we haven't uh, we have a a, a fairly uh, robust conversation around what their expectations are, and um, I do what I can to make sure that um, I meet them, um, uh, and you know it's all it's part of the learning and growing and being a person really. Yeah, it really is. Really so, is. Uh, 
yeah. Um, the biggest issue I have around the um, failure is the um, uh, um, where I've uh, upset managers because I've been me at them and they haven't liked it. That's, yeah, uh, and that's not a you problem, but they'll try to make yeah. it a you problem. And that's one of the reasons why I actually yeah. um, got an official autism diagnosis, because that way I can say, I've got a piece of paper from an actual clinical psychologist to say that my brain is different from yours, and it's not my problem, it's yours. <laughs> I bet they love that, too. No, not really. I bet they just not love really. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was being sarcastic. It's fine. Um. Uh, and the um, the other thing that I would add to your question about failure is that um, one of the mm -hmm. things that a lot of people struggle with is if they know that they're failing, that they need to ask for help. And uh, I have learned that I need to do that or need to say I need more time or uh, uh, I need something that I'm not getting. And um, and, right. the, and and that works quite well. If you say I'm not going to meet this deadline because of these reasons, um, this is what I need. And, uh, you know, if you have that sort of structure around the way that you approach management, generally they're like, okay, well, you know, this is what we'll do or do you need to work from home or um, or whatever. But it's it's okay yeah, to yeah. say if you're struggling that I need help. Um, if you can identify what kind of help you need, that makes it a lot easier to get it, um, uh, which is, a, a, I think, a key element with solving that particular problem. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know and... Oh, dear. I think a cat just spilled the dog food. Um So, um, yeah, I, can we just pause for a minute? Because I, I have to go sure, clean this no up uh, or help clean this up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push the pause button. Folks, we'll be right back. You won't even notice it. Okay. So thinking, talking. So here's, here's what happened. Um, uh, thinking of everything has its place. I have a giant bin, like a 30 gallon bin. I don't know how much that is in liters um, for the dog food. So we get the great big bag, I pour it in there, and great. Then the dog food's there, I don't have to worry about anyone else getting into the bags or, or, or anything like that. Cool. Um, but as the bin gets emptier and emptier, it gets lighter. And the cats use it as sort of a, let's jump up on this to get to other things, like, say, over the gate to my office, which I, I have a gate up to keep the dog out. Because right now I have baby chickens in here most of the time. They're outside right now. Um, the, the problem with all of this is that there, we have reached the point where there is more weight on the cats than there is in the bin. So what has happened was basically Shaw went to jump up on top of the bin, did not quite make it. The bin flipped over, and all of the dog food was then, not all of it on the floor, because it had literally flipped over on the lid, but a good chunk of it was, you know, 
keeping the lid on so the majority of it ended up back in the bin and not over the floor. And uh, and Lacey is having uh, what could be considered best day ever because right now Lacey is literally being encouraged to eat dog food off the floor and clean up, which is the handy thing about having the dog is just like, yeah, go clean that up for me. <laughs> and you what know. happened to Shaw? Oh, he's fine. He ran away. He's really good at dodging. I mean, he's 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 not quite. He, none of them are as smart as uh, Sergi because Sergi. Uh, flip side, um, none of them are as as uh, as special as uh, Mina, uh, my who is uh, Shaw and Hobbs's sister who lives with my sister. I'm sure you've seen the the retweets of photos of Mina being just Mina. Mina um, and Prussia. Mina is... N- yes, Mina yep. and Prussia. Um, yeah. Uh, my sister who works for a neurologist is like, yeah, um, here are the things I think it may be. She is, um, you know, thinking of a cat on the spectrum is, is what, what we're talking about here. But, you know, she's she's generally happy, so... And it was so sweet last time I got down there to visit. Yeah, I follow her on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I love I love Mina. I wish we could have kept Mina, but then again, uh, apparently that little cat has brought so much joy to my brother-in-law that it's totally, totally worth it. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. All right, so it's okay to say you need help. Like Ursula just said, I need help cleaning this mess up. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. Um, all right. Ready for the other side sure. of the coin. The the happy question. The happy question. Although some people find this one difficult. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Uh, well, if it's a work success, it's more along the lines of... Um, we tell everyone if we've won the deal and there's much excitement and so on and so forth. Um, but for me, it's yeah. work. You know, I do what I do and then I walk out the door and I leave mm-hmm. that at home. So, um, right. you know, it's great that we have successes, uh, but um, I think it's sort of a, just a particular quirk of my brain is that I don't tie my self-worth into that kind of thing. Um, so... Uh, you know, I'm 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 very good at my job, um, and uh, the I mean I wouldn't have been there for 15 years if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh, trust me, we have redundancy rounds like every two years. So, uh, but um, you know, I I I get a lot of satisfaction of a job well done. Um, how do I celebrate mm-hmm. it? Um. Generally, I go home and sleep. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, success is kind of uh, it's it's kind of an interesting concept to um, to address. What does success look like? Um, you know, mm-hmm. for me personally, um, I'm a single woman in my fifties. Uh, in next by next year, I will have paid off my house. And own it outright. Um, I've got a good job. Um, you know, I can afford to live 
um, uh, although the, the price of petrol and food at the moment is um, pretty dire. Yeah, I know. Uh, and um, you know, I I I live a good life. I'm happy. I'm happy with where I am um, at in the world. Um, mm-hmm. I I I get to make choices. I've got freedom because I don't have a partner and I don't have kids, so I'm not responsible for anything else other than these very little rat bags. Um, who seems to be just enjoying the belly rubs and chewing yeah, on you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he's a big fan of um he's a yeah. big fan of both things. So, um uh and um yeah. You know, I I, I might treat myself to a nice dinner out or a nice bottle of wine. Um but yeah, mostly it's generally just like sleeping. I'm a big fan of sleeping. I'm a big fan of sleeping too, and I think I think it's it's as as someone else who is in their fifties um, went down sort of a different path. On the other hand, yeah, defining defining success uh, is you have to you, just like you know um, being who you are. You have to make your own definition of success and not let society tell you what success is, um, because otherwise mm. you're miserable, right? Exactly. One of the um, uh, one of the the yeah. uh, benefits, I guess, of success is, um, uh, in that, like I said, I can afford to live the lifestyle um, that I like. So that means that it funds the hobbies that I enjoy, um, and so <laughs> those are the. Um, I guess you could say that's my celebration of success is being able to do the things in my spare time that I enjoy doing. So photography and mixed media. My current um, <clears throat> uh, particular uh, um, interest is um, adult colouring. So I've got into that and spent, oh, I spent yeah. a small fortune on um, fancy colouring pencils and um, stuff like that. But it's great. I get my face away from a screen and I can just sit there and just – it's very relaxing and the colours are pretty and so yeah I can, I can afford to do that kind of thing so I think that's how I would celebrate success it's it's kind of the same reason I like Legos which is not generally an adult thing but they have there are some incredibly complicated Lego sets that were obviously not designed for children um, I have one that's <laughs> literally a Harley Davidson and once it's put together it will have a little engine that moves appropriately as it moves across the the thing the same with um uh they made a version of the Dodge Charger from the Fast and the Furious and you literally have to assemble a little tiny V8 out of Lego parts that turns and spins and does all of the little piston movements and I'm like I could have never done this as a child. It's very cool. I wouldn't have had the patience, or yeah. Um, so that, that. But yeah, it's like a carry on. No, go ahead. Well, I was about to say that comment you made about um, uh, Lego for adults. Um, one of the things that I have mm-hmm. very firm views on, uh, and I think this ties into <laughs> the whole productivity thing because. Uh, the the world of capitalism expects us to be machines that just churn out work all the time. 
<clears throat> and you can't you yeah. can't do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you can't do that uh, unless you have a um, a a, a well of um, energy to um, to do that from. So where do you get that? And uh, I very, oh, yeah. very strongly believe that um, it's adults have lost the ability to play and that we need it. We need it for our uh-huh. own uh, self-worth. We need it for our own mental well-being. And um, we need it because it brings us joy. So if Lego brings you joy, then uh, then I will listen to you talk about Lego for oh, hours yeah. and um, show me all of the things and I will think that it's awesome and I will absolutely celebrate your enthusiasm for it. I don't actually care about Lego personally. <laughs> about Lego personally myself, but I love that you do. So. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's that, we have lost the ability to play, but somewhere, I guess, someone decided what was acceptable yeah. play. Probably the Victorians, because the Victorians are always <laughs> problematic like that. Um, you know, that, that it is time to stop playing with these things and play with those things. Um, it is, you know, well, you know, that's very childish to like X and Y. And the, the truth is, no, it's not. Um, yeah, I... The, the truth is that you're just a bunch of proof. So. <laughs> yes. Who, who put curtains over the uh, curtains over your table legs because they were too sexy. Like, seriously? There's kink yes. and then there's kink. Why, why, yeah, in that case, why did you design curvy table legs if that's the way? Just Why not just use straight plain exactly. table legs? I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right, one last thing, um, and uh, as we discussed before the show, um, Ursula and I are in a great place. Um, we are very privileged, and we do not need um, the assistance from our uh, uh, fans, followers, etc. Um, we appreciate everyone who su- supports us on Patreon and Kofi and things like that, but we don't need need it. Um, so we'd rather people give their money to someone or something that needs it way more than we do. Um, and you had talked about one of the charities, uh, the charity that you would like our listeners to support beforehand. And I am all on board for this. Yeah, so it's uh, snowleopards.org, I think, is the link. And it's a wonderful organization who uh, supports uh, snow leopards, but they do it in a slightly different way and that they work with the... Uh, local communities uh, to help educate them about um, the snow leopards and they also work with them to um, build schools and they help them to build um, fences for their livestock because the biggest issue that they have is that the snow leopards come in to um, uh, eat their um, cattle and goats and everything like that for food. And they also help out with uh, vaccinating the animals um, so that they're healthier. And they uh, work with um, the women who do crafting and then they um, sell them to help um, raise money. And they also work with the governments to uh, uh, create um, uh, parks and um, areas where uh, the the snow leopards are uh, supported. Uh, And it's just a, a really 
um, a wonderful organisation and you can uh, easily adopt a snow leopard cub. It costs $50 um, a year um, to do that and you get updates and photos and um, all of those kind of things or you can just give whatever money um, is appropriate. But uh, I'm a big fan of uh, all things cats, but I just adore the snow leopards. Yes, yeah, and um, uh, one of the amazing things that the organization that helped us get into uh, the Valley of the Cats in Tibet um, does is if a snow leopard kills um, a yak for the yak, yak herders, they actually have the funds to say, okay, this is how much the yak was worth. Basically, yak, a snow leopard attack insurance. Because otherwise, it would be seen like this snow leopard has cost me how much money. We must now go out and destroy it. Uh, but they've turned what is a negative into a, uh, not necessarily, let's not say a positive, like they aren't out there saying, please, snow leopards come eat all my yaks. But at least they have mitigated to a point where it's not like the snow leopard has killed a yak. Now we have to go kill mm. the snow leopard. Right. You know, um, which I thought was, was, was fantastic. Yeah, no, I love the, they are beautiful. Uh, they will kill you in a heartbeat given the opportunity. Um, at least after, um, they've reached puberty. We, the, um, Carolina tiger preserve is, is down the road from where I live. Uh, literally acres and acres that are set aside for carnivores um endangered species and they had some snow leopard cubs and they were so sweet and playful until they hit puberty and then they became vicious killers who would take your face off as soon as <laughs> you. so yeah so they're, so they're cats <laughs> is what you're saying oh yeah they're basically cats yeah um oh this has been so much fun um same do you where yeah where can we find you online if you care to share. Uh, so I'm on Twitter uh, at Blue Rose NZ. And you can find my photography website, which is evokeartisanphotography.co.nz. If you want to see lots of landscapes and food uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I mean, you, 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 I already know where you are on Twitter because obviously we've talked in the past. We have indeed. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, a, I'm a long time follower of uh, yourself and Ursula and Shep, uh, and a Patreon follower uh, of both you and Shep, and mm -hmm. uh, love uh, all of Ursula's books except for the horror ones. <laughs> Except for the horror yeah. ones, yes. Um, you mean the ones where she's like, what was that gasp? What was that noise? What was that? Why? Oh, thank goodness. Uh, are you screaming what the actual fuck is the correct point? Um, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Paladin and the Sword yeah, the, Heart the one... series are my favorites. But my most favorite book of whose of all time is Nine Goblins. Oh, I know. It is, it is one of my favorites, and um, hopefully she will be able to return to that world yeah. at some point. Yeah, that's... I, I know there are some... Uh, 
other stories kicking around about sings to trees and some other stories about the goblins, but they're they're not. You, I mean, you know how she works. A little here, a little there, until it really starts it, cooking. It's all so. awesome. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And uh, this is my first actual real podcast. Oh, yeah, and- so. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and you know, if you want to come back, if something changes, if uh, if you you found a new thing that you you uh, you want to share, just give me a shout, and we will make it happen. Awesome, that would be delightful. I've closed my curtain so you can uh, see. Oh wow, that is that was some sort of liquor bottle, but oh my god, it is beautiful. The the work. Please, yeah, no, everybody, you need to go. You need to go look at photos on Twitter because these are just amazing. These these bottles with the painting and the oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I could I could gush about these all day, um, but no, go check out the Twitter feed. You will not be disappointed. And um, and uh, yeah, for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. I want to thank Stacy so much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us. It was a lot of fun and the art just, oh my God, the art so beautiful. Go look at Stacy's website. Just amazing. Just, oh, wow. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, thank you, Stacy. Really appreciate it. It was a good time. Um, even with the dog food. Even with the dog food, yes. So, are you ready for our word? Lay it on me. All right. Our word this week is conversational foreplay. Okie dokie. <laughs> because that is something most neurotypical people do and expect when you call them on the phone or something and instead of getting a right to business. Oh, gotcha. Right. Okay, I yeah. was like, is this like flirting? Like, mm. is this a fancy word for flirting? No. Uh, uh, no. Okay. This is this is uh, uh, small talk. Yes. This is this is Stacy's term for small talk, which she had to learn to do. It's yeah. It 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 it's yeah yeah yeah. So that is our word this week. You can enter the word, and it is a long one, and just you know the long. There's, there's a little box. Just type it all in, no spaces, uh, to the badge code, and you will get this week's badge, um, which I, I built, and it's very cute, as most of the badges are. While you're on productivityalchemy.com, you can look at past episodes, look at all the badges, claim other badges, find out what badges are. Um, read show notes. Read show notes and the links to all the different things. Um, and then there's the support button. That's the one. Don't click it. 
Yes. You know, you can click right next to it where it says contact and yeah. you can, you know, uh, Kevin loves it. When I, people yeah, it's send great. Him, him email emails and, and we'll get to them on the next letter show. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't click support. We're good. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so instead, we want you to give your money to people who need it more than we do, or in this case, uh, animals that need it more than we do. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and so... Very few animals have money of their own. Yes, and um, in particular, uh, Stacy would like you to send your money to snowleopard.org. All right. um, the organization that, you know, they, they work with local communities and they do education and they do fences and vaccinations and they work with the governments and the parks. And they are one of the organizations that support the Valley of the Cats. Oh, excellent. Where we were in Tibet. Um, trying to spot snow leopards. Trying to stop spot snow leopards uh, three stop years them. ago. We, we did not spot, try to stop Yeah, them. we did not try to. Yeah. Um, and that's where we discovered that, my God, the entire place is made of snow leopard colored rocks. Abs, yeah, yeah, I know. You, you think that whole white with big black spots would stand out? Yeah, nope. No. Nope. That They are perfectly suited to their environment. Yes. Um, they even have an adopt-a-cub program. I mean, you don't get to keep the cub, obviously, no. but no. You, you, can, you can, you know, virtually adopt a cub, and it's something like $50 a year. It's not much at all. Uh, if... You know, you want something a little closer to home if you are uh, U.S. based. Um, I, I mean, I'm all for snowleopard.org, but um, also, as mentioned on the show, there's the um, uh, Carolina Tiger Preserve. Tiger Preserve. I or yeah, Carolina Tiger Rescue. I don't know what it is yeah. anymore. I've got a link to it in the in the show notes. They keep um, changing their. Yeah. Yeah, they keep changing their branding. It was um it was Carnivore Preservation Trust for from the founding until basically not long after the founder died and they then they did rebranding and whatever. So I always think of it as Carnivore Preservation Trust. Um they're local to us, but they're also, you know, generally really good and they have they're working with governments to preserve genetics and reintroduce species to the wild. And yeah, they're basically the uh yeah. well you already went over this in the show. So Yeah, yeah. And also I, you know, <laughs> I've I've volunteered out there. I, I know the grounds pretty well. I haven't been out in several years, but yeah. Um anyway, that's it for us this week. Uh so go look at pictures of um stacy's art go look at snow leopards snow leopards um maybe you'll have better luck spotting them than we will <laughs> than we did you couldn't have worse luck well that's fair that's fair uh, the, the irony of course is we may have seen like 20 other things yeah and just and wouldn't just have known it have no yeah. idea yeah yeah uh, anyway, that's it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, you know what? Go out there and do your best to um, stay productive. And don't measure your productivity by how many snow leopards you manage to spot. Lord, ain't that the truth.